Hello and welcome to episode 82 of The Vinyl Collective, your weekly journal on the hip-hop and R&B landscape. I'm your host, John. And I'm your co-host, Topher. Welcome to The Vinyl Collective and the Multiverse of Madness. How are you doing, John? <laughs> I'm good. I am very good. Yeah, we've got um, we've got a fair bit to get through today. You know, there's been some, been some album releases, there's been some single releases... There have not been any bail releases, but we'll get to uh, we'll get to YSL later. Um, yeah. But yeah, how how are you this week? Yeah, I'm good. I mean, it's good to exist for another week where you know we're not you know speaking to the gods of hot takes and hot albums, and that's not defining the content that we put out. We're just like, oh, you know, <laughs> one of the biggest albums of the last five years for shorts. Fuck it, we won't do it this week. We'll do it another time, mate. We're not we're not gonna die. Because it's good to be in that position. Uh, in terms of just life in general. I mean, episode 82, you know, getting kind of old. I think I, you know, you know what, one thing with old people, they, they, they do get to a certain age. <laughs> I mean, you can probably see this with Will Smith, right, when you got Instagram. You get to a certain age where they just start talking and they yeah. don't stop talking. They just, just talk and they just kind of share a lot of life, right? And it's fun that when they first start doing it, because like, oh my gosh, I've never seen you be so open and vulnerable. But after a while, it's like, yeah, you're kind of sharing too much. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and... I do wonder over, I think what this pod has taught me is that over the, the how many hundreds of hours probably now we've spoken together on yeah, this yeah. pod, I do feel like I can get to the point where I'm like, my filter is starting to dwindle <laughs> and I don't know whether it's a good or bad thing. And because now like I'm at a point where like when I'm living a lot of life outside of the podcast, it's very hard for me not to bring it in because it feels like it would actually come from conversation this is, I don't know how people fucking do that so yeah, yeah. I mean we can we can make space for that um, you know we can have a little segment maybe like you know Toppe's escapades or something just just before the spotlight I series I mean no, no absolutely no escapades I'll say that but one thing that was funny actually I mean I think I told you about this is when um What's it called? I had a mate who um, went on a date and she knew about the Vidal Collective. And oh, was yeah. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's the last thing you shoot. You're, you're scaring the hoes, mate. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. So, yeah. I think, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff. But, yeah, maybe another another chapter, another story. We'll kind of get into <laughs> regular stuff. Who knows? Yeah. Um, before, it was obviously your week uh, this week for Spotlight Series. But before we do that, um, just want to encourage you all at home, wherever you're listening, if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple Podcast, um, please do. Yes, I'm speaking to you because since <laughs> last week there have been no new reviews on Apple Podcasts. So I know you guys, you're hearing me and you're not listening. So listen up, give us a review, <laughs> scroll down to the bottom. I've I've made I've spent the time, I've made the little graphics, I've posted them. All you have to do is scroll down and click review. Thank you very much. Um, and then also share with a friend. We also, you know, we really appreciate that. Appreciate that. I think we mm-hmm. said we're up to like 48 countries. Mm-hmm. Um, a pretty even split um, between kind of Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're appealing to all people. Um, I think it was 75% of our listeners in the UK. We've got a nice 15% in the US. Yeah, it's quite a lot. Um, Shout out to the US. We've got people. a couple of percent yeah. in like, Germany and a few other European mm-hmm. countries um, mm-hmm. and then we are all over so yeah big shout out to you guys again um, yeah we appreciate all the lessons yeah. and sorry just and just to add on to that go and check out our last episode where we saw all things coke um, you saw a little segment John had it's like Kanye's calling himself Jesus he just made dunder me like you saw we saw all down the Instagram so go and check it out there's a lot more funny uh, moments on that episode I think it's one of the better albums of 2022 so far so yeah definitely go and check that out yeah 
Agreed. But yeah, this week was uh, Topo's turn at Spotlight Series. So who did you have for us? So this week, um, because I have been on a streak um, of R&B artists, I think I've done like R&B artists straight for quite a while. I don't know how many weeks, but it's been a little while. Been so a John was like, John kind of, you know that little Oprah meme where she kind of puts the hand on the lap and he's like, it's enough. Like it's time to come back to rap. So I was like, hey, you know what, fair enough. I'll pull one out of the hat. And I had VB. So VB is a, I assume he's a London rapper. I think he is a London rapper. He doesn't really have much on social and stuff like that. Um, who I kind of caught the glimpse of uh, probably like late last year. So this is like mm. December times. Yeah. So a long time. And um, I was in the car and someone played the song. I was like, who's that? And so it was VB. Uh-huh. And there was a song Homecoming. I was like, this is pretty cool. So that, um, he then he released another single, I think the month after called Street Money. And, and I, okay, let me go and check this out. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like, he's fucking sick. So ever since then, I've kind of just been following his music. He's had a couple projects. Um, again, he's, he, his flow reminds you a lot. I put A2 and Fredo, but I think now looking back, I still say A2, but definitely more like Avelino. Got Avelino type mm. of flow to him. So yeah. if you like Avelino, I think you'll definitely like this guy. Um, all things Coke with this guy, to be honest. Oh, is it? Yeah, talk about, you know, um, how he used to, you know, trap trap but he's quite cool with it he's got like a nice little calm, calm commanding voice he's got nice little witty lines here here and there so yeah so I'm trying to find the name for it so Half Empty is one in 2020 Pause More 2 in 2018 they're really short like mm-hmm. they're not anything super long uh, I, I want, I'm surprised he hasn't released more music but I did go on his socials and he is followed by quite a few music people I know like Nux for example okay, some of the yeah. guys like Corp yeah. yeah so he's not like super unknown but he's very very like in terms of like um, commercial monthly listeners is tiny 2000 yeah so, so super small but yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's pretty sick so yeah my two songs were Homecoming and Street Money you can find out on the yeah. Spotlight Series playlist well what else do we have there we've got 81 other artists don't we go and check those out go and tell a friend you are the music connoisseur by listening to our playlist so go, go check that out and check out, out the graphics on the Instagram it's true yeah uh, yeah I uh, I updated that playlist today we were uh, yeah all things considered we were a couple of weeks behind but uh, everything's updated now <laughs> okay. so you guys can go and check out all 82 <laughs> you might be like these guys are bragging they're 80 are they they go on they're 74 no there are actually 82 on this week mm-hmm. so uh, go and listen to all of those um, we'll also obviously be mentioning at the end of the episode we have another playlist called Now and Then 2022 where we have uh, obviously every week you know new old that that whole shebang um, so yeah we'll get to that at the end of the episode mm-hmm. um, but yeah we've had some new albums this week a couple of people mm-hmm. dropped didn't they um, I think it'd be remiss if we if we don't first start a little bit <laughs> with kind of Kendrick Lamar's release mm-hmm. um, last Friday mm-hmm. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers um, now I know it sounds pretentious as hell when you're like what was your listening experience like how did you take it in for the first time but i don't really care so how did you <laughs> listen to it? what what was your experience the first time you heard it so basically kind of like if you ever watch game of thrones right when they're kind of getting ready for battle they kind of spend the night before like even though they even though the whole like season will be calm and they just say oh i think a, well, i think a war's coming we need to get ready and then the next episode a war's there so um but this one, it was one I knew was coming. So I muted everything related to Kendrick um, before I went to bed because it wasn't a midnight release. So I was like, hey, no, it's not a midnight release. I, again, I am terminally online. I've got an addiction that I need to solve. I don't like being on social media, but I know I'm going to click on it when I wake up. So muted all Kendrick. 
every variation of Kendrick, every nickname. Obviously, I can't mute the songs. I don't know what the fucking song names are. So that was kind of annoying. And I was like, cool. So when I wake up, the first thing I'm going to do is listen to this album. And which is what I did. So I woke up, uh, took some time out of my work day. <laughs> it's a Friday. Can't, don't, don't kill me. And yeah, I just listened to the album a couple of times through. That was my experience. What about you? Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I did mute Twitter. <laughs> I went through all variations like Kung Fu Kenny, K Dot, yeah. <laughs> uh, OK Lamar, everything um, that I could possibly think of. I muted. Um, yeah, I think just the context. Like we don't. I don't really do this for any other album. Um, I don't <laughs> okay. think you necessarily do either. Um, which obviously speaks to like the five years that he's been and the kind of mm-hmm. gravitas that he has um he's a big deal he's a big deal he's a big deal um so so yeah i i did similar um i think i muted a fair few group chats Mm -hmm. um and then yeah friday night i listened to it um you know headphones on i even this is this is the extent that i went to um my headphones have been a little bit broken for a little while you know the power Mm. switch is loose i was like okay cool i'm gonna go all like youtube tutorial to try and fix them just so i could listen to this album properly mm-hmm. um and i did it was it was a uh, it was worth it um yeah listen to it in the car eyes almost completely closed for the whole time so i was like you know what i just want to have that cinematic experience um and then you're just gonna have to wait another week basically to hear what we thought of it um yeah so you know that's the incentive to to stick around next week. So, episode so, eighty three. You know what that's that's called, guys. Being patient. This is called fucking. You know we're not we're yeah. not you know we're not primal beings anymore. We've advanced past that. We don't just have to react to every stimuli thrown at us. You know, like some fucking Pavlovian dog. We can just be like, oh my gosh, an album. We need to talk about it right now. If I don't talk about it right now. The world's gonna no no. We can just wait. Just wait. It's another week, bro. Just another week, yeah. bro. We'll I don't think here. any publication made it past <laughs> maybe four days, three days at the most. <laughs> yeah. And I get um, it, it's hard, right? It's Kendrick. It is Kendrick. Because like, if you don't on, write guys. it, they'll get someone else to. Because they've the got thing, deadlines to meet. And the thing is, I'll say this, because I don't think we're even going to mention this on the episode. The thing about this album that's a bit more surprising is that I don't think anyone even got like a release prior. You know, sometimes they send it to journalists and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. This guy <laughs> dropped the album, fucked off the guard of it. Like, I don't think anyone got the album prior. It was just kind of like, yeah, it's out. I don't want to do any promo for it. God bless. See you guys next time. So... I'm pretty sure a lot of these reviewers, because the thing is, if they did have it earlier, they would have released a review on the day. That's how I know they haven't got it earlier. So they all literally got it on the day. So it's quite surprising some of the reviews that are coming out. Obviously, if as of recording, Fantano's already dropped his review. I haven't seen it. I'm savouring it. But I saw what the score was, but I didn't watch it. Okay, cool. So I, don't, I have no idea what the score is. Yeah. So, yeah, so a lot of people are very off to the races. It's, it's a time mm. to get all your views. I'm, I'm trying to max out my view. I, I get it, but, you know, I like music too much, and I need to sing mm. with it a bit more, so, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, just before we kind of move on, um, last thing talking about it, I think there's only <clears throat> one publication I've seen that didn't, one kind of, like, newspaper, yeah. like, music review publication that I saw that did not give it 5 out of 5 or 10 out of 10, and that was Pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from what I yeah, um, that was the yeah from Wiki, I saw that yeah yeah um, but I mean otherwise un- universal acclaim but yeah which not is... universal yet because we have not done our review yeah so, you know, <laughs> yeah come back in a week <laughs> we'll see if it comes up in the TPC awards but yeah cool I mean new releases other new releases, new releases. That we are going to talk about John we are um, so we've had a few singles this week it hasn't been the best of weeks I'm not gonna lie. Um, each week, okay. you know, just to give you guys kind of like a little, you know, inside knowledge into how the podcast works, you know, how do these guys tick? Well, we have a little playlist and we add songs every week, kind of new releases and then, you know, 
we come and discuss them for you guys. Um, so this week was a bit more difficult, I think. It's kind of scrolling through the playlist, scrolling through kind of like Twitch accounts to find new releases. Um, and it's kind of scraping the barrel, I think, this week. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I get it. Everyone got out of the way, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did. The way, so. um, but yeah, let's start. We had a single... Let's start with a good one. We had a single prototype from Bella. Um, so I'm assuming we might get new music this this year, like in terms of like an actual I project. So. I think the last one we got was 2020, wasn't it? Was that the Art of yeah. Conversation? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Well, um, that the first one. No, I said, um, I think the Art of Conversation came out 2020, didn't it? I think the yeah, second one I said, two years. was after. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying, I don't know if that's the most recent one. Or unless she, I think she dropped both in, in 2020 because they're quite short, her projects, remember? It's like 20 minutes long, something crazy like that. I'm yeah. just going to double check that now. Sorry, it doesn't even matter that much. La- you know, you're right. Yeah, our conversation. Last Train Home was 2019. So forget mm. what I said. There yeah. we go. Um, but yeah, in terms of the single prototype, uh, I thought it was a really good track. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think there's a nice kind of variation of cadences. Um, I think she, that's kind of definitely one of her strengths. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of seen her develop that a little bit more. Um, I think the production a little bit different to maybe what she's done before. It felt a little bit more like kind of snappy and um, yeah. I'm trying to shy away from from using the phrases I always use. I think you started a counter, didn't you? Something when I was saying like 808s or something like that. I had specific (laughs) phrases I was always using. Everyone Uh, has it, it is fine. I'm trying to switch up. But anyway, uh, I enjoyed this track. What were your thoughts? Same. I enjoyed it. Also, shout out to um, Narcos, aka Paula, Narcography. She did the cover yeah. for this single, so shout out to her. Oh, she shot the picture that became the graphic, whatever. Um, yeah, no, I liked the song. I thought it was cool. Um, one thing I always liked is better songwriting, right? And I think the whole thing of like, you don't know, want me, you wanted, mm. the, you know, you wanted the prototype. So yeah, I thought, I thought it was pretty cool. I think the production is not as basic as what she started off with which is good yeah. obviously she's a big mm. artist so you expect this so yeah yeah I, I hope a project comes it's been a while and obviously what she's given us is quite small um she's still got quite low monthly listens coming when I, I found it was like 30 like 50 something 30 something it's only at 197 so hopefully this is the one that kind of takes her through because yeah because um if you think about evil i got 3.2 million streams on so yeah. I did big numbers, um, and that's and that's the colors one, not even the original one. So yeah, so hopefully yeah. this is the time where she kind of drops. I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss this window. If that was her, basically. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, we had a single from Post Malone. He's back, guys. You know the wait is over. Um, if you're into that, uh, so his new track <laughs> "Cooped Up" with Roddy Rich. Um, Roddy Rich is definitely getting on the. I feel like he knew, you know, that kind of the bad reception he got from his album, he's just like, I'm just going to jump on a lot of singles now. Um, Which makes sense. Which makes sense. So here he is. Uh, He's on Cooped Up with Post Malone. Um, I'll go again first. I think I've never really been a Post Malone, like, big fan. Um, I think at the moment he kind of annoys me. Um, Just, it's just that same, it almost feels as if every single song he has is formulaic in the sense of like he's going to hit exactly the same notes at exactly the same points throughout the song it's like yeah yeah i don't know if you just kind of yeah he just hits the same notes in in every line i'm like oh fuck me like let's have let's have a bit of a switch up here um so yeah i did i did not enjoy the song i thought the song's pretty cool i'm not gonna lie to you yeah i thought the song's decent yeah i like the part 
I thought the vocals were actually all right. I don't know if it's also true or not, but I actually thought the vocals were all right. Yeah, I thought the song was cool. I actually don't mind it. Um, I liked Roddy Rich's story about how, um, you know, he was in the streets and then Muhammad um, Hussein took him on tour and, you know, he kind of had to look back and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I fuck with it. I, I mean, it's not, you know, blow me out the water, but I thought it was a cool song. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. We, we don't always have to agree, guys. Don't worry. Uh, we're not, the podcast yeah. isn't going to, you know, explode now. You know, you're just going to see next week. Is, John's had enough. He's okay, quitting. He's stormed off. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, every time it happens, you always mention. It. You know, no one, no one says a bad thing, but every time he's like, he always has to agree. He's like, I want us to fucking agree, mate. Why don't we agree? It's like it's all right. It's all right. Just let it ride, John. Let it ride. Uh, what um, have we got next? Who have we got next? We have. Um, I will quickly mention actually, just in between here, um, IDK did release the album. I don't know if we mentioned that the it's EP. Been out. Yes. Oh, yes. I actually yeah. have listened to it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give us your thoughts on that quickly? Have you, you haven't listened to it? I have. Oh, okay. I thought it was cool. I liked it. I, I, didn't, I thought it was going to be an album, right? So I went into thinking, yes, like, ready for this album. And it was like, yeah, yeah. 18 minutes. I like, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, highlights for me, dog food, of course. We spoke about that before. Drugstore. Taco came out before. We spoke about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Taco's a good song. I like Southeast of Paris. Cool. Yeah, I like most of this. Um, You're just naming all the songs. Yeah, yeah. Most, it's cool. It's a nice project. I think they work well together. I didn't even know um, Kate Gennard had produced Taco to begin with. So, mm. yeah. And I, and I remember I said I liked the production on that. So, yeah. No, I think I think it's really solid. Yeah, what good project. Think? I yeah. think favourite tre- uh, favorite tracks, probably Dog Food, the one that came out already with Denzel Curry, and then Zara Tree. I thought that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good kind of... Yeah, it was a nice beat. Obviously, good production from Kate Gennard. Kind of mm. flow cadence was nice, you know. Mm. It's nice, like chorus on there as well. Yeah. Good vocals and stuff. Um, I, I want to know who the vocalist is on Drugstore, but it sounded so much yeah. like Mahadi. I was like, is that Mahadi? Yeah, I was like, yeah. couldn't fucking tell. So, um, yeah, no, but yeah, no, solid, really solid. Go solid. and check it out. 18 minutes of your life, man. Check it out. Give Kate Chanada a string. Um, <laughs> other singles we had, um, Wig by the Baby, and I'd like to hear what you thought of that track. Tragic. <laughs> absolutely tragic mate. I mean to be fair though I, I am not a the baby supporter for various reasons I, I don't even need to look at his life outside of music I just don't care if he's music that much like I always say he's male version of Megan Stallion but um, I feel like you know sometimes when people know they're the bad guy they like to just push it just a little bit further because like you know what why miss why miss heaven by two inches right why just go all the way so I just feel like the song is mad. It, it gives, it's giving self-hate. You know, that's what they say, right? So it's like, oh, um, you know, my girl wears a wig, but she's still bad. It's like, okay, she didn't wear, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, do girls who wear wigs, are, are they always compromising for unattractiveness? No, not necessarily. Some girls just like wigs. Maybe they want to dye hair. That's not bad. So this, they get a wig. Like, there's plenty of yeah. reasons to wear wigs. And obviously the feature as well, Money by Gyo, I expect it from Money by Gyo as well, right? But, yeah, I wasn't feeling this. I wasn't feeling the message either. It's not something I'd really vibe with. Beat was nothing desirable. Yeah, just tragic no. all around. What I think, think, to be honest on this one, I don't really have much else to add. Um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, we're just mentioning it because it's a big popular track. A lot of you guys might have heard of it. So, you know, we have to engage with, with the stuff we don't like also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, was not a fan of that track. Um, yeah, let us see. I think we had one or two 
more tracks we were going to mention. Um, so you had a new single from from Neo. That's right, the guy's mm-hmm. still around. Don't love me. Um, where where Neo goes on a little little story, he says, "Please, oh please, don't love me. Walk away. You'll be better for it. I can't Facts. be. Ha- I can't be your happy. <laughs> Walk away. You'll be better for it. I'm only going to hurt you." You'll be mm-hmm. better for it. Find somebody that deserves speak it. Speak it, speak it, Mr. Young. Come on, speak it. I know. Yes, come yeah. on. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I liked it. Um, it's I very much too. of the now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you can still sing, right? Obviously, he's not. Neil's not going to go for like a chart bust. He's not that type of guy anymore. Is he single? I don't know. I remember he had a long no. I remember he had a girlfriend for bare long, didn't he? And then he broke up with her, something like that. So maybe, maybe this is a ludicrous. Maybe she was, and she wanted some more near, and he was like, no. Yeah, you know that's in my R&B guys. They have fuck it. Like rappers are whores, but R&B guys they're just whores about the misogyny. They're just whores. Like I said, there's no reason for them being whores apart from whores who can sing. No, I'm joking. Yeah, whores that can sing too. Yeah. I'm but, joking. Um, I don't. Yeah, no. It was uh, cool. yeah. Is this, wait, actually, this must be his first single. In a while. In a while. Because he had his, what was it? His last album was Good Man. And that mm-hmm. was four years ago. Um, yeah. So I think I'm just going to double check. But in terms of uh, actual single releases, um, he had, I think he had a couple last year, um, which oh, did hey, not hey, chart. They were non-album singles. <laughs> they were like, you know, apparently he had one with Ice Cube. Yeah. I did not hear that. Um but yeah, Holy I think this shit. is kind of the first possible yeah. like hint at a new album. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's this complete single with just him. So yeah, that's a good single. So, it's toxic as hell, but you know what? That's just my mood at the time. I'll take it. I'll take it at the moment. There's so, yeah. there is a season for for toxicity. There is, and we're in it now. This is it. This is it. So um, speaking of tragic, right? One song, and you know, normally John does the stuff, but I'm saying this because it. It's close to my heart and it actually kind of hurts my soul a little bit. Rhapsody dropped a single. We missed it weeks ago, right? And I was like, hey, no one's spoken about this. Obviously, Rhapsody's one of my favourite rappers, right? So I was, I was like, how the fuck did I miss this? Like, Because normally mm-hmm. when you're following an artist on Spotify, Spotify will tell you, oh, one artist you follow has just dropped a new single. I was like, okay, what's going on? It must, not, it must have not been doing a lot of numbers. So I checked it out. I cannot even remember the name of it. I'm just checking it now. Dust, Dust Diamonds, Diamonds featuring... Feo Uza, Uzia, Fauzia, yeah. whatever. Song's not good, man. <laughs> What's yeah, going on? Not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what type of production she's on. It's not for her. It feels very poppy. There's nothing wrong with going pop, but it just it's not Rhapsody's style. To be fair, so yeah, I was like low key concerned. I hope this isn't going to be on the album um, that's coming out. Because remember we said, I mean, we spoke about this, and the yep. album is on the way. I hope this isn't it. Um, yeah, don't know what she was thinking with this one. Yeah, what do you think? This is not the direction. Yeah, no. This is, <laughs> yeah, and this is not the one. I think you mentioned production, yes. Um, just the rapping wasn't that great either. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it felt, yeah. Oh, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Yeah, low-key I heard it. It was like a very, that, that, like, really slow delivery. And I was like, okay, cool, we're going to go somewhere. And it just didn't really go anywhere. Um Mm-hmm. I get, I get the point of the song. I get what the message was. You know, isn't it like kind of honouring was it athletes or something? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this wasn't it. I'm afraid. Yeah, I yeah, I'm ho- I'm hoping, like you say, this is not a, an album single. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the thought process was behind that. 
but yeah, let's hope. I actually don't. It's just gonna be one of those weird ones. Like, is this just like a blip? Like, you know, not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just we'll keep going. I'm gonna check the producer on this one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the last kind of single we had was Coraline. Um. We kind of decided to to mention this one just because of the features on it. So we had yeah. Reason and Mick Jenkins. Um. But I think the lead artist on this was a guy called Ben Beal. Um. Who Never heard this person. I do not know who they are. Mm. Um, apparently they're from New York. They're a hip-hop artist. Um, so mm-hmm. there we go. Okay. Um, yeah, it was fine. I I mean, yeah. I mean, Reason and Mick Jenkins, you know, they're rapping. Um, I don't think it necessarily mm. caught my attention that much. Um, it, it was okay. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It was quite... Yeah, it was mid. okay. This is another one of those ones where someone pays for... A feature or two. So, oh my gosh, yeah. you know, I'm so into hip hop. Like Mick, Mick Jenkins, bro. Like, oh, he's he's amazing. You know, it's like it's like that. It's like um, when you're Chihuahua. Yeah, it's like what up, guy? <laughs> I can't even <laughs> do it. It's so funny. It's like that. Imagine one of those guys. Like, oh gosh, like I got like twenty grand to spare. Let me go and yeah. get a Mick Jenkins feature. All you American yeah. listeners out there, if you're if you are reaction video guys as well, you know, just just take the L. You guys are you guys are very corny. Um, Yo guys, what up? Got that a bro. sick new artist from London called Dave. A dog. It's just yeah. yeah. It's like the hardest it's, thing in the streets right now. I don't know. Yeah, it's fucking. Just for hilarious. context, uh, yeah. listeners at home, we have a we have a UK comedian uh, whose name is Munya. I think yeah. you will appreciate him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his humor is quite universal. I think there's yeah. there's a lot of like entry points into understanding each video. Um, but he he's done a couple of videos now where he kind of um, he mimics the the US kind of music <laughs> reaction video hosts uh, yeah. who are quite similar to one another. I think mm-hmm. very pretentious yeah, as fuck as well. Very pretentious. Um, yeah, and condescending, always, low key. Uh, yeah, very condescending. They don't really yeah. know the artists that they're talking about, but they always do ones on British artists and they're like, yeah. Oh my God. You know why that's crazy? Cause in London, this yeah. means this. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's like, you know what it is? It's like, they think Londoners just have low IQs. Like, oh my gosh, they, they set a bar. They have, they said yeah. a coherent bar. Oh yeah. my gosh. Look at them go. Like, it's wow. It's very paternalistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh go, go check. Shout yeah. out yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, that song was fine. Um, mm-hmm. It was fine. Um, but yeah, I think that's it kind of from new releases. We also had an album. I haven't listened to it all the way through yet. We will probably give you our thoughts next week in the intro if we can. Um, a Bong Jai released his new album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a I think. Mm-hmm. A Bong Jai, sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to it. It's called uh, Some Nights I Dream of Doors. Um, mm. But this guy is incredibly talented. Yeah. Um, like seriously, seriously talented. I think one of my favorite singles, as of you know, for for the last few months, was um, try if you say. Oh, oh, it's just a banger from that little sweetness EP that he released mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, guys, super talented. Um, so yeah, we'll give you our thoughts on that next week. Um, but yeah, before we kind of take a short break, do encourage you obviously to follow us on our socials. So I mean, Twitter. Other news before you go on. A couple other things because we'll get, we'll get there. I'll mention the socials. Okay. We'll get to okay. the other news. Okay, cool. No, yes, go ahead. Uh, Twitter TVC Pod and Instagram. We are Vinyl Collective Pod at gmail.com. You can email us Vinyl Collective Pod 
gmail.com i just mix them up on instagram we're just final collective pod our email at gmail.com on the end but yeah tops is right we've got a few more things to discuss before we go on our break um the first of which was my kind of snide remark in the intro about uh, bales and and ysl um so i don't know if you even caught that you didn't laugh maybe you just didn't think it was funny i didn't didn't catch it i didn't catch catch it it. i'm gonna have to read it again i was like ah I think I said about there being album releases. I said there were single releases, but there have not been any bail releases. No, I didn't see that. That's fucking, I didn't yeah. see that at all. I just thought I just thought it flopped. Um, yeah. But yeah, shout out you guys at home if you laughed at that one. Um, so yes, that's right. YSL, the uh, not the record label, organized crime gang syndicate. YSL apparently, <laughs> um, they the majority of the artists have been. Um, Arrested. What, you're telling me a fashion design brand went to jail? What the fuck? What the hell? How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. The, the, so many people actually think that was the case. It's like, oh my gosh, YSL should, should sue them because they're discrediting their names. Like, they changed name in 2012 or something like that to, like, was it Saint Laurent Paris or something like that? They haven't called yeah, yeah, YSL yeah. for fucking years. What's your problem? So, yeah. Yeah, but I have to say, I continue, sorry, as well as the notice. Yeah, so the majority of the artists, obviously, you know, yeah. Young Thug, um, sorry, excuse me, Gunner, mm. a number of other artists have been uh, arrested under RICO charges. Now, we're not going to pretend that we are any experts in law and order or in, you know, the US policing legal judicial system. We don't have a clue, mm-hmm. but we're just relaying the news to you guys, um, if you haven't already heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can give a like, couple of thoughts what what we yeah, understood no. from it, how it kind of impacts on you know the music scene. Yeah, I think that's the more interesting part, right? Because yeah. again, I ain't a fucking lawyer, so I don't, I don't really give a fuck about that side. But I think it's interesting to talk about because now it's like, how does that affect the scene, right? Because mm-hmm. one thing you do have to say, Young Fug has a lot of children. Young Fug's got huge influence, um, not only in hip, not only in Atlanta, but in hip hop in general across America and across the world. Um, he's also the person who signed Mariah the Scientist, who is literally on her way to become a superstar, uh, as I said last year. But yep. yeah, so yep. now it's like, okay, so what does that mean for these guys? Like, what does it mean for the label? What does it mean for the people who are out of yeah. jail, right? I yeah. think that's the part that's interesting because now it's like, okay, does Mariah the Scientist continue to drop music as normal and everything's fine? Yes. Or is that going to be put on hold? Um, <clears throat> yeah, with Gunner and Young Fug, it's like, holy shit. Are they just done? Because the thing with those two going into jail is that they are two biggest high-selling artists on your label, right? Like Gunner and Young Fug bring in the most streams. So them going to jail, that actually might be seriously problematic. And and as everyone said, Rico charges, once they once they get you with that, it's like it, it's pretty it's case sticky. Closed. Yeah, it's do case you know what I mean? Closed. And I think they yeah. said they're following him following them from like 2012 so whatever mm. happens someone's getting fucked like no one's coming out of this alive uh, shout out to the streets no one's getting out of this alive so like um, something's gonna happen so whether it's you know gonna goes to jail for a while and Young Fug comes out or vice versa or they both serve mm. time and they both come out um, and also that's not even included in all the other guys <laughs> they even got the fucking dog as well that was fucking hilarious but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, did you see that that just felt like they were rubbing it in a bit yeah, do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, no, I think I think that might be um something I think will be significant. I don't. I think the another thing you can talk about is features as well, because obviously Ghana and Lil Baby feature a lot. Yeah, Young Fug features with everyone. That might affect some albums uh coming out. Maybe not. I'm not sure. What do you think? 
I think it could. I think it will have a massive impact, like it's as it kind of um, as it kind of like sets in. Mm-hmm. I think a bit. It's a bit of shock, you know. Artists kind of tweeting their their support, you know. As he said, mm-hmm. he has a lot of sons in the game. Has a lot of. I mean, the brand as a whole is is huge, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's going to have a massive impact on the direction of music. You know, who comes up like Gunners, like the prodigy, <clears throat> right? Him and Lil Baby, mm-hmm. the prodigies of of. Uh, of uh, Young Thug, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. To Wait, see. is Lil Baby signed to Young Thug? No, I'm saying sorry, no, no. Little Baby and oh. Gunner are the kind of sons, the kind of like heirs, right? Yeah, and obviously with Gunner yeah, yeah, gone, yeah. Um, you must think. And obviously, Lil Baby, you know, was kind of he's talked before about how Young Thug was like he'll pay him to like move out of the streets and like really pursue music. So mm-hmm. he's another artist who mm-hmm. you know massively impacted by by Young Thug. Yeah. yeah so it's huge isn't it um, yeah it's really sad but oh it's how the game goes sometimes isn't it it's how the game goes um, yeah yeah. I think it might I might leave more space for someone to be that go to like melodic rapper obviously it's not Roddy Rich at the moment because everyone's kind of signed out on him yeah. so and obviously Gunner just dropped DS forever and everyone's like yeah Gunner so yeah now biggest album of the year so far which is crazy but it's actually true right is it bigger than Jack Harlow still yeah. Damn. Fucking hell. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah. Well, so- no, it's in. Sorry. Like cumulatively, it's had the most sales. Yeah. Most oh, this year. Oh, yeah. 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 Fair. No, that, that's what I meant. Okay. So, yeah, that's huge. So now that kind of leaves like a melodic rapper to kind of fit that bill. So yeah. is it going to be Lil Baby? I don't know if he'll drop actually, but yeah, I think it it will shake up things a little bit. Not too much. I think it will shake up things significantly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah agreed. Mm. Um. Any other news points? Five years of common sense. Last Five week. years of common sense. We didn't do an episode, guys. I mean, again, not many of you guys even fucking talked about it, but we kept we kept tabs on it. Um, we we didn't do an episode on it because we had uh, Pusha C to do. That was you know delayed a week, so we're like, fuck it, we'll do it. But we'll kind of talk about it a little bit here. Mm. Um, yeah, how do you feel? How do you feel about that cultural classic potentially? Yeah, it was. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I think most people, you know, we have lots of debates about like the you know the best. UK mm-hmm. hip hop mm-hmm. albums from like mm-hmm. the last five years, ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, most people will have this up there, like if not at number one. Like, yeah, um, that's true. it's it's massively impactful. Um, yeah, I mean, I think even even in a conversation of like best J Huss albums, I think the majority of people in their heart of hearts will go back to Common Sense and be like, it was a moment, like twenty seventeen, especially mm-hmm. amongst our generation. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of us were either in our kind of final year of university or we were in our kind of like early 20s like 21 Mm -hmm. 22 um and yeah summertime everyone Mm -hmm. everybody everybody was listening to this um and i think i don't know about you but i think the album hasn't aged badly at all i feel like the songs just listen exactly the same um which i don't know what that says necessarily about how music and how that kind of genre has changed or just that the album was so good that it kind of translates five years on and is absolutely just as I think banging. it's more the latter because I think from when I heard Common Sense I remember thinking I remember exactly where I was when I heard Common mm-hmm. Sense I remember and I remember thinking oh this is the first competent UK album I've yes. heard Interesting. in years like that's not from like an old head so it's not from like a Skepta or Kane or anything like that from a up and coming current guy right now this is the most, Kanichiwa came out the year before, but this is 
the most legit. I was like, holy shit, like, because I wasn't expecting it from Jay Huss, if I'm being honest, not that time. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, this is, I can listen to this. Like, this is, this is, mm. this is cohe- this is coherent. This isn't just like an hour of nonsense. It's quite, that's something's quite long as well. So yeah. that scared me. I was like, okay, this is, this is good. The production's actually good. He's actually going for it. I couldn't, I couldn't believe someone like, because, because he comes across quite playful. I couldn't, mm. I couldn't, I couldn't believe someone like him was so intentional for his music. Yeah. So hearing this was like, wow. I think the thing with me, obviously, I think Big Conspiracy is better. But the songs I didn't like back then, I still don't like now. The songs I liked then, I still like now. I think it was one of those things where it was just very clear cut. The, he had good songs. And I mean, there's going to be some filler when you have a, a quite a long yeah. debut. But that's fine. It's your debut, right? And I think this was in my top five of 2017, actually. I think I put it quite high. I think it mm. was behind the damn. I think it was behind that. Okay. Yeah. So probably like fourth or fifth, something like that, right? So I I I've tied it quite hard, and I think yeah, I think it's one of those ones because it came out in summer. There's so many memories you can attribute to um a lot of the songs here. So like a uh, fisherman, mm. or even the bonus track friendly, or yeah. buff daddy. Uh, did you see? Like there's so did, many yeah. spirit. Yeah, spirit. Yeah. Like there's there's so many songs where you're just like yes, I remember I was at this barbecue and they were playing this song and oh I was at so and so's house and they were rapping it word for word. It's like this is one of those ones, such a cultural. So yeah, I would say it's like it's as far as the UK goes, maybe even um across the states. Um, cause I remember there was that video of Jamie Fox rapping the lyrics to um yeah. Did yeah. you see? It was kind of weird. Um yeah, so maybe. <laughs> Over time, the Americans will like you know what what is the UK classics, man, and they'll give mm. them common sense. I think that would be that would be the album. To be fair, I don't mind calling it a classic. It's not a ten out of ten. It's not even an eight out of ten. I don't even think it's eight, out, but I think it's pretty good. I'll say like a seven or so, and I think that's enough. You don't have to be a, be a ten out of ten to be a classic. I think the cultural reference is so high. So yeah, yeah. So I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you've mentioned kind of some of the best mm-hmm. songs from it, and I think it was just so good because he. Like you're saying, in terms of it just being a competent rapper, competent yeah. album, like mm-hmm. body of work from a from a young artist, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you know, he was obviously, like 21. Holy yeah, fuck, he was yeah. young. Damn, so, yeah, fuck, you're right. seeing that kind of maturity from him, and then seeing like the levels of like you know the playfulness mm-hmm. of songs like Sweet Cheeks or like the yes. mm-hmm. and all of that kind of like classic J Huss like. Um, What's the word? Like just the words that he uses. Yeah, his vernacular, impact, like like Usna and all that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, he's just um, yeah, he's a bit of an icon, really, in in mm-hmm. in UK kind yeah. of hip hop. So yeah, it's uh, I agree with you. Big conspiracy for me is like the more competent album. Um, but mm-hmm. but in terms of just like big hits and like cultural moments, yeah, common sense mm-hmm. is is kind of uh, is one of the biggest we've had for. For a very long time, I mean, yeah. even since then, I feel like it's probably. Damn, you might be right. Holy I can't fuck. think of an album that has day, the impact in the hits. Po- probably, probably Dave. It's all my impact. Just psych- hits. Yeah, psychodrama. Just... No, even Warden alone together, they no, love the shit out of that really. one, man. Yeah. yeah, they really do. But I think impact. impact would I say in... psycho? No, I wouldn't yeah. say psychodrama has it. No, I think you're right. I think I'll agree with you. I think I personally mm. agree with you. I think some people may argue Dave, but I agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, because Weight did so many numbers last year. It even ended up on some American list. I was like, bro, like, you're thinking the wrong one. Uh, yeah. But then again, Simbi ended up on a lot of American lists as well. Yeah. So, you know, take take the rough with the smooth. Like, bro, um, like, do you understand, like, the boat on the front of the cover <laughs> of the album? Because London has a river, the Thames. Oh, shut up, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, legit. No, um, 
What was I going to say? It's so crazy. And this this is a testament to Jay Huss's talent. And I've always said, as good as Jay Huss is, his talent has never been fully realised because he just keeps getting himself in fucking trouble. It's only been five years. It doesn't feel yeah. like that. It feels that much yeah. longer. Like, you got to think about times this guy's gone to prison, come out, this yeah. and the other. Do you know what I mean? Like, even before his first album dropped, the guy's gone to prison, come out, or he had to go to prison because oil he's on bail or stuff like that. It's like, uh-huh. take, take all those years that he just was inactive. Yeah. He'd be even way bigger than he is now. And he's still one of the biggest rappers in the UK. So it's a, I'm not saying it's a shame because he's still making music, but it's crazy how much... He could have been like a Dave. Yeah. Do you know I mean? He really could have been like a Dave Stormzy. And it's a shame that the, those really crucial times early on in his career, he was just, yeah, you know, serving time. It's like, damn, it's such a shame. Because, yeah, because the fact that he's still able to kind of hold the attention the way he is now, it's insane. It's insane because people are still begging for a JHS album now. They people are want one bad. They are they want one bad. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind one. I'll say that I would not mind one. I wouldn't um, mind one. I think I think now is the time you can start asking for it. I think when people were asking for one last year, I was like, you lot are going crazy. That album just came out in twenty twenty, but now it's been two and a half years almost. Like yeah, I'm starting to feel one. I think you can do longer than forty something minutes. Give us a solid body of work. But if he doesn't drop this year, I wouldn't be too surprised. You know, take your time. Um, it was three years between Common Sense and Big Conspiracy, so, yeah, you know, take your time. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, less even when you factor in that it came out, like, January 2020. Yeah, so it was, like, almost, like, two, year, two years, eight months. Yeah, mm. pretty long, though. Pretty long time, yeah. to be fair. Um, so, yeah, take your time, and make the music, and we'll, we'll be there. Agreed. We'll be here in the wings, ready to review it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that kind of wraps us up for our intro and our kind of five-year review the news um so we're going to take a very short break and then we will be back to discuss the flip side of the vinyl collective which is r&b so don't go anywhere you know if you need to go grab a little drink have a little pause that's okay we'll be with you in a couple of minutes <laughs> all right cool see you in a bit right we are back and you know as you know as you will have read today we we're not reviewing an album uh, we're kind of taking more of a thematic twist on on kind of the episode. So we're going to be looking at kind of R&B, a few kind of things under that. So, you know, looking at some of the kind of the top most influential albums from the last like five or so years, incorporating kind of our Spotlight series and um, some of the album reviews we've done in the past, just to kind of look at the the talent in the UK and kind of use that to kind of support our argument today is we kind of look at the big the big question which i think a lot of you will have seen a lot of you will have heard maybe read some articles um a whole narrative around you know r&b is dead or the form of r&b that you know we know and love from the 90s you know lauren hill d'angelo um whoever you can think of from the 90s and early thousands that form of r&b is dead so yeah we want to kind of unpack that and then yeah look at some some artists that kind of support otherwise so uh so yeah as as a kind of start like um i guess with like hip-hop we've mentioned on the podcast before like hip-hop has become like the world's number one genre like the most popular music that the people around Mm -hmm. the world listen to um so with that kind of r&b's you know it's taken a bit of a backseat um i know personally listening to a lot of hip-hop albums when you've got r&b on there I've kind of taken it as like it's you know it's just been like popped in like here's a song for the ladies a lot of rappers do it oh, and yeah, yeah. it definitely negates 
the kind of the role and that relationship that like R&B and hip hop had for so long yeah. um, where they were, you know, as a symbiotic relationship, right? Like both were just as big as each other and um, they were both like mutually beneficial to, to, to the other. Um, but it feels like with, you know, kind of with the rise of hip hop, R&B is, <clears throat> feels a bit of an afterthought in, in a lot of those albums. Um, so yeah. do you think that, I guess the question to you is, do you think that kind of the successes of, of these genres that were related to it has kind of overshadowed or kind of let, let people assume, oh, you know, there's not a number one R&B album this year, you know, R&B's dead. Just as a disclaimer for the viewers, you are now at the part of the episode where we're not talking modern stuff. We're not even talking Kendrick. You might have just skipped and be like, oh, fuck. I fuck did he just with- say 1990? <laughs> yeah. We talk about R&B. Uh, you, know, we, you know, we have a, we, you know, lo and behold, guys, this is our secret that I'm just going to release to the world. We do, we are signed to, uh, you know, a publishing company and we have a quota to get like one R&B episode out of a month. We're like, oh, fuck, I wanted to record that Kendrick. But, you know, the powers that be in it, Daddy Record label came at us and said, shit, we got to do an R&B episode. No, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> as you said, so I think what came with the change of genre stuff like that, I think it's a mixture of the two. And there's other things we'll get into um, that, yep. you know, me and you were talking about. Um, but I think it's a thing of A, People don't understand what a majority of a genre means. Yes. Um, I think people still don't know how to grasp that concept. And two, I think people like to grandstand a lot in terms of what... I don't know why it is with R&B as well. It's so strange. It's so strange to me. But with R&B, everyone always wants to come up with like a R&B love. Because before, when I was a kid, it was like, oh, I'm such a hip-hop fan. I love Nas. I love all these things. People don't really do that anymore. It's kind of a meme. But R and B, everyone and their mum loves to tell you, ah, oh, one thing that gets to my heart, nineties R and B. Oh, you know, way to my soul, nineties R and B. It could be like your fucking question or like your little prompt on your hinge profile, whatever the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Anyways, but when you in reality, there are still a lot of people who still go back to that sound. A genre never fully dies; it just becomes niche. Every it's like a it's like the life cycle of a star, right? A star, you know it's really dove and it explodes it comes a shining thing and then it goes back to nothing yeah that's yeah. every genre right but it doesn't, doesn't mean it goes away it just becomes something else um so there are a lot of people who still kind of try to capture that traditional sound I and mean, we just talked about better on the intro right there are still people doing these things but the problem is these people aren't mainstream anymore why aren't they mainstream because the sound isn't mainstream anymore and that makes perfect sense so my question is in a world where you know, everyone's a music head, there's so much music around, you could just find these artists, they're not that hard to find, they're not like they're just hiding, they're not just burrow deep, like fucking uh, Jeremy was in, uh, fucking out in LA for like the past month or so, she just shows there, like, they're not hidden, mm. you could just go and find them, and there's people who satisfy that, meanwhile, yes, there's a lot more instruments being used, there's a lot more sounds being discovered, R&B is going to change as well, every genre is going to go for that, it's not just R&B where it's like, oh my gosh, we've lost traditional R&B, what the fuck is traditional hip-hop these days? And we all just heard yeah. fucking Kendrick, um, Denzel Curry, J- is JPEG Mafia remind you of 90s hip-hop? No, but it's still hip-hop, isn't it? Like, these things just kind of change, it's got to roll all the times. That's what mm. I thought, isn't it? What about you? Yeah, I agree. I think there's... I think probably it boils down to, I mean, I mentioned the question about just a side note, I mentioned that question because mm. um, from kind of reading a few articles, people have suggested, yes, that they think it's due to the rise of hip hop that, you know, kind of R&B is taking a backseat and kind of 
you know, disappeared a bit. Um, okay. But I think, I think it's not really the case. I think it's just about looking. Yes, of course, hip hop's become mm-hmm. the most popular genre. Yes. So you could say that, you know, everything like mm-hmm. jazz, everything's like taking a backseat, but there's plenty of good jazz music out there. You just need to <laughs> be in the right circles, follow the right people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's about knowing where to look. Um, gentle mm-hmm. plug spotlight series playlist yes, 2022 so. um, mm. where we literally post probably about we said last week I think we have it's almost a, an equal 50-50 split on men women um, but I would also say it's probably at least a 50-50 split on hip hop and R&B mm. um, m- you know m- maybe like a 55-45 but that suggests that we've got at least 30, 35 or so R&B artists on mm-hmm. our um, on our playlist and you know <laughs> like clearly we found them so so you guys can too yeah. um so i i think i won't say it's completely complete nonsense that hip-hop has had some sort of effect on the r&b because they're both strands of what you may call black music right and i think as you look over the time for example like you know when Erica Badu was making her album, so are the roots, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. that that's always yeah. going to be a yeah. thing. And you, and obviously the sounds or influences that both genres are pulling from are the same. It's mm-hmm. the 70s. It's the Motown. It's the disco. I mean, that's how hip-hop started. That's a lot, a lot of influence of R&B. So it makes complete sense that they're both pulling from the same influences. You're going to get artists with similar styles in both genres. I think that makes yeah. sense. But then what you have now is there are rappers bringing more to the table. So there are rappers that can sing and you'll have melodic rap and that's become a thing. And some people may prefer that. Or you just have rappers who can just straight up sing and that's, you know, they can kind of cover both worlds. Or you don't really get people caring about people who can actually sing anymore, which is weird. But it's, I mean, that's, I mean, it is what it is, right? But yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you hear Drake sing or you hear Kendrick sing or you hear J. Cole sing, they're not the best singers, but it's like, oh, you know what? This whole, like, forlorn type of thing, it's it's the vibe, isn't it? People fuck with it. And they're not thinking, oh, my gosh, what a horrible vocal performance by, by yeah. J. Cole. No one really cares anymore. Like, unless it's super bad. Like, do you know what I mean? But also, you can fix most of these things. So I think that's why. I think the meta has just changed a little bit in regards to it. I don't think people demand you to be an amazing singer anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think another kind of related maybe point to that to think yeah. about is yes you know we're saying that r&b is still around like clearly mm. you know <laughs> like mm. yeah, of course, it's yeah. everywhere but mm. one thing that has certainly changed and also i'll say like i don't think the quality has gone either like the oh, quality no. is it's persistent um mm-hmm. it's just about acknowledging that it's a different type of r&b and there are so many strands to that so in that uh, I will say R and B groups like where, where have they gone? Why why have they gone? Are they coming back? This is interesting, right? Because we spoke to Natalie Nah about this briefly. Go and check out yep. our Candy Drip review. <clears throat> Sorry, and then one of the groups that are kind of rising hot right now, very very hot at the moment uh, on both sides of the Atlantic, is Flow. And they had, you know, mm-hmm. put your shit in a car. That's, everyone loved the shit in it. Everyone loves the video. Everyone loves the song. Yeah. Um, and people were like, oh my gosh, you know, we just have more girl bands these days. This reminds me of the old days. Um, it's good people bringing us back. Um, so, I think, I mean, I've spoken it briefly 
and then we'll definitely go to Hoi more here. I think this, this is the perfect time to do it, right? The reason why we don't have, we don't even have groups in general, right? Yeah. We don't. I mean, and when we do have groups, I think it's a nature, I think it's more speaks to human nature. I guess, is it right to say like anthropological sides of things rather than actual music? I don't think it's a thing of people don't want to be R&B groups. I just don't think people can yeah. last long in groups who are all highly competitive people or all egotistical as fuck and they all have their own kind of um, dreams, directions and stuff like that. As you, I mean, Brockhampton just did their last show like what, three months ago, right? I mean, you know, they, they, they call themselves a boy band, even though they're like a rap group. Odd Future couldn't last. Um, fucking hell, even Chloe and Hadley couldn't. I mean, we did have a girl, we did have an RV group. We did have, we did have one. I mean, they're still together technically, so we do have that. Actually, that's kind of bullshit. Cause we still have um Van Jess. We do. They're still together. We have yeah. Division. Division's still around. Division. I don't know if I call them just R and B though. They're oh, okay, fair. I mean, yeah, in a sense that they they yeah. straddle the line. So so yeah, yeah, I mean it's kind of okay. It's definitely a variation of like I mean if you think if we kind of consider like the the trilogy mm. weekend as R and B, then then yeah, Division's definitely. Oh, okay, yeah. That Magic I, Jordan. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a group, and I always forget that's a group. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah so we do yeah. have some. But the problem is, as well, you also got to think, we're in a world where it's, there's less money in music as well, right? So yeah. if you're going to even split that again by two, I mean, it's, it's getting kind of risque. Because, do you know what I mean? You need, you need double the streams just to be as good as someone... Half, someone half as good as you can be earning as much money as you guys and you are like, twice as popular so there's also that to kind of consider as well so I think there's plenty of reasons I don't think it's a, I, think, I don't think it's a thing where people don't want to I think people do and it doesn't work out or it's just like you know it's labels not commercially not viable it's not yeah like um, there are not really kind of groups to look up to to be like yeah we need to like follow this business model or mm-hmm. look how you know this group are utilising like the apps or the sort or like you know the things at the time like the, right now it's like twitter instagram tiktok right like how do you utilize these as an up-and-coming artist as a group mm. and there's not really an archetype right now that's navigated that and been able to kind of break through and, and use use that so mm. maybe maybe that's the reason why like because we mentioned duos but you know three four members in an r&b group that's not really i mean if you guys at home know of any then mm-hmm please feel free to let us know who they are. Um, and the thing yeah, is, are you really trying like, to hear that? Are you really trying to hear, that's really, let's be honest, are you really trying to hear? I, I don't know. I, yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, if it's there, I want to try it. I want to see what it's there like. But yeah, I mean, have you listened to Flow much? Because this is a group of three, right? I don't think we've seen They can sing. Lot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think, it, I think it'll be interesting to see how that experiment goes, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. I think if this one kind of goes to shit, well, I mean, every group goes to shit. I think that's one thing people will learn. Every group, you know, we had an episode, that we, should, we had it in the docs for like over a year ago, why all groups fail. Maybe we should still do that one day. But mm. all groups fail. All groups come to an end at some point. It just happens. So it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. I think if this one kind of hits the bed, then people need to let it go. Because, they're, they're, I mean, even Scissor kind of caught the eyes and said, oh my gosh, these guys are so cool. But I mean, once you got even Chloe, Chloe had one of the, Chloe and Hadley had one of the biggest albums of 2020, Grammy nominated album. And she was still saying, yeah, yeah. we don't really earn much money from this. It's like, yeah, how big yeah. do you have to be as a, as a band to be honest? Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, I guess, good to look at like 
context um is there anything else you want to mention before we kind of move on to look at you know where the talent in the uk is where kind of it's going some some spotlight series artists as well um nothing to mind now i mean i think things will come up in conversation but yeah, yeah just, sure. just as a thing guys you're thinking why are we just mentioning uk guys or fucking uk lads and i think it's one of those episodes where i think we get to kind of show off a little bit you know and be like okay you know what we we listen to a lot of uk r&b uh lo and behold you know shocker and yeah so now we're kind of we're focusing specifically on uk r&b i think us r&b is in a fine spot, I mean, Kalani, Scissor, Summer Walker, they're all fine. I think it's UK, I think it's UK R&B that gets a lot of flack these days in terms of it being like non-existent or non-relevant. So yeah. Yeah. I would say that the, let's just, you know, it's the segment, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say though, for sure that the UK R&B scene, um, I don't think has ever been more diverse or as strong as it is right now. Mm-hmm. I think I it's also, um, probably without a doubt i think the talent there is stronger than than the uk r&b scene right now doing us you mean the us scene right now sorry yeah um like i I think it's definitely more diverse and it's it's much more talented like kalani i know exactly what i'm getting like summer walker i'm not too interested um (laughs) but like with this like young crop of like mainly female r&b singers in the uk like Mm -hmm. there is so much talent there like yes it's crazy. <laughs> um, and obviously, think, yeah, go on. No, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. I was going to say, and obviously, you know, we have those kind of like evergreen talents that have been around for a while and they're still just giving us more and more. Um, you know, Blood Orange, you know, if you guys didn't know, you know, he's, he's English. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we've had Sanfa and Leanne Le Havas. Like these guys have been around for like six, seven, eight years. Like they've been making music for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um and you know they're they're internationally recognized they're internationally famous and they're on kind of you know some of the biggest projects we've had for a while so um so yeah i think there's definitely it definitely these are the kind of names that just kind of confuse me then when people say oh you know r&b is just not where it used to be because i'm like Mm. you're listening to these people like what are you talking about (laughs) like and i I know you listen to some but i know you listen to This is the problem, though. The problem is, is that I think people still get into that thing. We spoke about it with Nuts, right? People get into this thing where because they like an artist, they think an artist is talented, that means they should be uh, selling out arenas because they're talented. Do you know how many talented people there yeah, are yeah. in this world? Like, do you <laughs> mean? I think people, I think people really underestimate that. Yeah, just because someone... I mean, being a good singer is not enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's rappers who are just as good as Kendrick Lamar. There's rappers, mm. there's singers who are just as good as Cleo Soul. These yeah. things don't happen. I mean, I think Cleo Soul only just got um, relevant now. She's been around since, like, 2012. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. you've got to think it's not... Being, do you just... Do you just being just a good singer isn't enough for you to be like, they should be bigger. Like, okay, do their songs have replay value? Do they actually make good songs? Are they actually compelling? You know, are they working right people? Sometimes it's luck. You know, some, yeah. sometimes some yeah. people really do make amazing bodies of work. But then the problem is, if someone is good, that doesn't necessarily imply that everyone has to know about them. They could just be good. There's there's a lot of rappers. For example, like everyone puts MF Doom on their best of list. MF Doom has never gone number one. <laughs> do you know what I mean like why is this a why is this a requirement I think this is the problem people have it's like oh this person's good but why aren't they like number ones because they don't need to be like why <laughs> like do you know what I mean I, I think there's, a, there's always that weird entitlement fans have like their favourite should just be like the biggest yeah mm. yeah agreed 
Um, so kind of like we've mentioned a few of these artists already, mm-hmm. but in terms of like the big kind of like the poster children, right, of, mm-hmm. of UK R&B and probably similar names that we've had for the last, you know, mm-hmm. three, four years, um, we should probably mention a couple. Um, yeah. So we've kind of said Sampha already. Like Sampha has been around for mm-hmm. a very long time. I mean, mm-hmm. Process came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn. Fuck. So five so years. Long. Yeah. It's we, been need, a while. we need a new album for that motherfucker. We do. Yeah, we do. We he's been around. He's do, he's so. just obviously appeared on the Kendrick Lamar album. Um, yeah, he was on Drake's album back in you know Passion Fruit era. And oh yeah, Pay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. Damn, five years. Yeah, we do need a new album yeah. from him. I'm we, not gonna we lie. We need that. We need that. Sorry, continue. Yeah, um, uh, Blood Orange as well. I think more appreciated so abroad than he is here. Yes, definitely. Defines. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been releasing a lot of projects, like, you know, a very, very consistent output from him. Mm. Um, and then obviously Leanne Le Havas, um, Cleo Soul, who's, I think, more, maybe more solo than Leanne. Cleo Soul is kind of, the last, like, year and a half is just, like, skyrocketed. Like, her mm. career trajectory is crazy, like, yeah. both at home and abroad. Um, mm-hmm. I think more so than, than Leanne, probably maybe a bit more marketable, I don't know, in terms of her sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think I said this actually. So, um, I think when it was when Mother came out, I think she has one of the best. And I, and I say rookie, and people say, "Oh, but she made a, she was on a song with Tiny Temper." Stop mm-hmm. doing that. Her first album came out in twenty twenty, so I, yeah, that's yeah. that's your rookie year. In terms of rookies, Cleo Soul is probably one of the most like insane rookies we've ever had. I know that's quite crazy to say, but you got to think how strong she came out the gate yeah. um, with Rose in the Dark, and then doubled up with Mother the year after, like. Yeah, it makes sense why she's so big, but I think yeah, I think she, at this point, she's probably has surpassed Leanne in popularity, which is crazy. But yeah, I think that's happened. I think, yeah, I think we're there now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Is that is that true? I know we always mention you know the Spotify statistics. That doesn't tell you everything, but yeah, that, yeah. it tells you a lot. Yeah. Um, I think Cleo surprisingly what? Okay, what? I'm very surprised by this. Go on. on Spotify, she only has a month, a million monthly listeners. Okay. That doesn't super surprise me, but yeah. I was thinking much more. So, okay, so obviously, you know, Leanne is, is still more so. But I think maybe when you look at, like, publications and stuff, she's definitely recognised yeah. across the world. Um, I think Leanne's yeah. at about 1.9 million. Um, okay, fair. So I think that's probably more due to, like, the home listening scene. Yeah. Kind of yeah, I mean, yeah, Leanne's going to have more historic fans, but in terms yeah. of recent times, like... Yeah, people have been saying Cleo's on Kiosol's name a lot more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just to mention a couple more, obviously Neo's been around for a long time. LMA, you know, we, we uh, in our little notes we put I guess next to it. Like she's she's obviously <laughs> probably one of the most, uh, I guess probably the most famous right out out of the UK. Yeah. And also the most contentious, right? Because it's like, yeah, you're technically from here. It's almost like it's like a halfway Twenty One Savage thing. Yeah. Like you are, you are from here, but she's on the green card yeah. waiting list. That's, yeah, Javi. Kind of yeah. <laughs> who you pay your taxes to? But I did not Boris. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's one of those. But you know, I mean, Elamay is talented. Don't get me wrong. Um, and she is now, even though she's on the second album, she's been around for so long now. And I know she had EPs before, where you do have to look at her as one of the ones kind of carrying the torch now. And yeah, I think out of the people I'm thinking of. She probably is the biggest. Yeah. I mean, that's fine to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair Especially say, in yeah. terms of like collaboration and whatnot. She's, yeah. she's up there. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think Mahalia, I don't know if I'd agree with you on this. I think in terms of longevity and the mm-hmm. time she's been around, she's definitely of the kind of the older guard, right? Even though she's mm-hmm. so young, she's been around mm-hmm. for like at least half a decade. Her names has been there like in and around conversations. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. She's also, do we know what month she's releasing her new album? No. Hasn't been confirmed. Okay. Well, yeah, she's again releasing another studio album this year. Um, well, you wouldn't agree that she's Esther? No. Interesting. Why is that? I've just never really connected with her music the same way I have with a Cleo or a Leanne Le Havas or, I mean, a Blood. Do you mean in talent or popularity? Talent. Oh, okay. Fair, fair, fair. No, I, okay, okay yeah. yeah, sure. Talent, I yeah, wouldn't. Yeah. Um, popularity, yes. Yeah, she's up there. Oh. Uh, Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. That's the way I was thinking about it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Mm. Um, so, those are kind of, you know, the, as we're saying, like the S tier kind of UK mm-hmm. talents. Um, and Neo. Shout out to Neo. And Neo. Shout out mm-hmm. to Neo. Nottingham, NG7's finest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess, should we go to kind of like a, a mid range look at kind yeah. of some of the artists and I think, there? And I think this is probably. This is maybe the criticism, if you were to give one, of UK R&B, right? It's mad lopsided in terms of... And I've, and I've said this, I'm pretty sure I've said this on some episode at some point. I think the best UK r I think the best UK singers, your R&B or soul, are better than the American ones. Agreed. I think for sure. If you look at Leanna Havis, Cleo Soul, NMA, Sanford... Even now, like I'll take those. The tone over. of like Joy Crooks, something so so unique. Yeah. Like a yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the talent pool here is like it's hard to be relevant because you have to be so good. You have to be really good to be called like one of the best singers in the UK. Whereas in America, I don't think they have that problem as much. There's way more auto tune involved and yeah, shit yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying they. I'm not saying they don't make good songs. Like Mariah the Scientist makes good songs, mm. but she's she's not a singer. Like these yeah. these people, no way. But I think we have a lot of decent singers. And I yes. think this is where some people get mixed up. We have a lot of decent singers. Don't mm. wrong. We don't have a lot. We don't have so many great singers where like UK R&B should be like super yeah. charts and stuff. I think yeah. that's one thing we're going to realise as we go on. But in terms of mid-range, um, we have um, Sinead Harnett, of course. Yeah. Uh, she dropped her album last year. People fuck with Sinead Harnett. Um, I don't, yeah, I think she's at where she needs to be. I don't see her being some sort of chart top and Ready is Always Too Late was a decent album I think I had it in my top 30 actually um, mm. Hamza has been around for some years now um, featured on a lot of albums so if you go um, I think it's Gets' album there was yeah. one more recently fuck I cannot remember what album was it Koji Radicals of course yeah yeah, yeah. And then you have Mira May, who's been around for a long time as well, done her American collaborations as well. Mm. So, yeah, I think, yeah. So, you've got those people who are like, they're getting those features here and there on maybe some of those like yeah. more low key American rappers, like albums. Even Shea Universe. I didn't realize that Shea Universe was on an American. I cannot remember the, what the album was called. But I remember I was going through, I was like, how the fuck is Sinead? Um, Shea, I think it might have been um, West Side Boogie or something like that. I was like, why the fuck is Shea Universe here? So she's been around for a long time. So um, I'll put her there as well. So there's, I think there's, a, again, I think it gets smaller as you go along. I think there's like a mid-range of those people. Um, what do you think of Arlo Parks? Because I've, list- I've been listening to her album a shit ton recently, right? Yeah. And I'm starting to think, maybe I shouldn't have had her on the list because the more I listen to her, the more I don't get R&B or soul from her at all. But mm. what, what do you think? Uh, 
the more that you don't get what sorry the more I listen to her the more I don't get the R&B soul vibe from her I don't know how I don't know how much she listens to Ardo Parts or how much or you listen to a single or anything like I've that I've listened to her a huge amount I mean mm-hmm. she's she's kind of I mean I think she's probably more like indie inspired anyway right yes yeah, yeah in yeah. terms of her sound like, I know she's mentions like artists like Radiohead and like mm-hmm. Portishead you know shout out Kendrick Lamar's new album um, <laughs> that was a sprinkler that all over this episode fair enough yeah I know one uh, week guys one week one week it's <laughs> just to keep them interested leave the little breadcrumbs yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I think she's definitely in, influenced by there so she kind of straddles the line I think between having mm-hmm. those elements um, I mean this leads into an interesting conversation right because another artist we we're going to mention today um, who we had as a spotlight series talent um, and maybe like a rising talent, right? Like Rachel Chinariri. And she uh, tweeted, yes. I think it's relevant probably to mention now, like she tweeted saying um, that she does not like uh, the label of R&B talent. Um, and I can kind of read the tweet now. She said, I will not let the music, uh, let the industry pigeonhole me simply because I'm black. Another day, another reminder that my genre is alternative indie pop. Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, if you Google Rachel Chinderiri, you will see that Google suggests she is R&B soul. Um, and I mean, can maybe unpack that just for a moment. Like we obviously had her on yeah. the Spotlight series. We are hip hop and R&B. Um, yeah, what's your kind of, I mean, I haven't listened to her in a few weeks, so maybe I need to go back and, and think about yeah. that. Um I don't know. I think just when I hear artists and I see them on other people's <laughs> tapes and I hear hear what they sound like, I'm like, cool, this sounds the same as this. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to lump them in this genre because they're like the sonics are the same and you're appearing in the same circles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're laughing. Yeah. Go on. No, because she's mentioned this before. And I think, I think she, again, I'm not saying this to discredit her at all. You know, I don't really give a fuck what mm. you guys say, but I'm giving the preface anyways. But I think she's taking it a bit too personally because one thing that's quite interesting is when obviously when Fantano gave her that look in, right? Mm. He, I saw, because you know, he normally puts the genres at the end of the description and he put like alternative RB as well. And then she didn't seem to be that bothered by it because she reshared it, shouted out Fantano for the giving her number one. Because she, yeah. she had like um, Four Degrees in Winter got uh, best EP of 2021 on Fantano's list. So yeah. that being said, so I remember because when you said this, I was like, I'm pretty sure she said this before because um, I think Leanne Lahabas, funny enough, posted this post I'm about to read out on mm-hmm. her page. So it's from Rachel Chinariri, and I'll read it out. So she again screenshots her tweets as she does, and it says alternative indie pop. Mm-hmm. My music is not R and B. My music is not soul. My music is not alternative R and B. My music is not neo soul. My music is not jazz. My influences are indie, electronic, alternative, and pop music. Black artists doing indie is not confusing. How the fuck do people listen to So My Darling and think R&B? And then she has a long, long, long uh, description in the Instagram post. This is from, this is months ago. So this was like 23rd of January. So go and read it on Rachel Chinaru's page if you want to go and read it. I think here's my take on this, right? And this and artists have this all the time, and this is my honest, honest, honest opinion, and it doesn't doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. When we listen to music and we're thinking, okay, cool, this is someone I haven't heard before, or this is yeah. slightly sound I haven't heard before, it's human nature to now try and associate to try and like 
tie a tether to something you do know. I think we yes. all do that pattern yeah. formation. So we're like, oh, I don't know what this is, but it reminds me of this, right? Yeah. yeah. And this this is exactly the same as when you're um emerging new genres. Before new genres, uh-huh. before we called it Afro swing, or before we called it I'm a piano, or before we called it grime or drill, we called it something else that we already know because we don't know what this is yet. And I think Rachel Chiri is very experimental. She's very different. But just because your influences are indie or pop or rock doesn't mean your music will necessarily come out the same way. Same way a rapper can be influenced by rock and still make rap music. There can be rap elements in these music, but I'm still like, oh, yeah, that kind of sounds like some rap shit. So I think when I listen to Rachel's music, I'm not saying I get full arm. She's right. It's not full R&B, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's something. And it reminds me of someone else who calls himself an R&B artist. And it reminds me of someone else who calls himself an R&B artist. So in my head, I'm just thinking, oh yeah, it kind of gives me an R&B vibe. It's not just mm-hmm. saying, oh, you're not allowed. To, no, let's say, I think she kind of takes it as, you're not allowed to call yourself indie pop. No one's saying that. It's just that it just gives me an R&B vibe. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think she's taking it as a fence where it's more just people are just trying to associate something in their brain to what they're hearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can yeah I can I can definitely see her her annoyance with it um mm-hmm. I think when you're trying to make a certain type of music and people mm-hmm. are categorizing it and might make assumptions based on then what the algorithms are saying about you I I can I can yeah. believe that and understand that and I can also believe that there is definitely racial could be like racial like something racial like ingrained in the idea that mm-hmm. you know they're just gonna immediately you know because i can't think mm-hmm, of many of artists who i would find in an indie r&b play indie sorry indie pop or just indie playlist who are not white right yeah, so true. Yeah, so i can understand true, yeah. where she's definitely coming from there um i think yeah i think it's, it's definitely it's definitely an interesting point i think from our perspective with her music i hear the like i mean again it's been a minute since i've listened to Mm. her um Mm. but it didn't occur to me when we were like making the spotlight series i chose her as a spotlight series artist Mm. it didn't occur to me when i was listening to her music i was like you know i'm hearing the like warmer tones of like kind of the the bella and all the rest of these artists who are making similar types of music yes Mm. there's more like acoustic-y like kind of um you know, indie elements to her music that there isn't with the other mm. artists, but I was hearing that and thinking, yeah, cool. Like I'm hearing her appear on like Shay Lingo's album. I'm hearing her on like, um, who else is she on? Like I was hearing her on, um, like Cambu, like she was on hers, yes, his mm-hmm. last year, another spotlight series artist. Um, and thinking, you know, like connecting, connecting the two genres together, but, mm-hmm. but I can hear her and I can, I can definitely see the frustration with that. Um, definitely legit i think i think it's not a bad thing to be um someone who kind of blends genres or someone who's kind of phases in between if anything it shows you're quite talented um maybe when you're speaking to the powers that be in other words like daddy record label or the a and r and all that stuff and you want to put yourself on yeah that that's kind of fucked up right because obviously maybe you you want to say primarily i'm this i don't care what people call me this but Mm -hmm. when you're marketing me put me as this that's a hundred percent true. But when are fans doing it? I mean, they're fans. Like, they I mean, they listen to you first and foremost. They obviously don't hate you. They, you know yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's malicious. But it's interesting also. Like I said, we spoke about Arlo Parks, and I think with Arlo Parks, that's way more distinctive. I hear like, no, this sounds completely indie. Like, I don't know why I thought um, 
this was like anything. I don't mean, there's a little bit of R&B elements, but this is this is very indie. It's almost pop rock, almost. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rachel Cherie's music is it's it's more than that, to be honest. And I think again, this is all good attributes, but yeah, but she really doesn't seem to like it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you put you put her as a Swalla artist, so you you obviously see the R and B elements, or we must yeah. have at, at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. You know the the shame of finding out that it was me. Um, Rachel, Rachel, come on the episode. We can talk. We can we'll talk about it. Yeah, uh, we'll talk. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we're kind of moving on <laughs> to the the kind of spotlight series artists that we've kind of um, yeah that we've like highlighted over the past. Mm. Damn, like. 16 17 months now it's been um we've definitely been trying to look at like the homegrown talent in the r&b scene obviously you know throughout this episode we said uk talent is so strong in this genre um Mm -hmm. and yeah i guess just to look at a few of the artists that we have highlighted like we've said bella like joy crooks i think was on both of our top 15 albums last year um yeah i can confirm which number in a second um but yeah if you want to talk about joy for a moment oh. yeah i mean joy is another one who's um more genre bending as well so i can yeah. see her fitting in like a pop category and i think she does i don't think she gets associated with r&b which is fair and i can kind of understand that but if we're kind of talking in the sense of again soul and vocalist yeah i think she's again i think we both like her not the strongest, I would say, and in terms of the scene, but I think her she makes up for it more than enough with her songwriting and her production and her direction of her album. So I'll still put her in that like, oh my gosh, like you you can like legit be like a superstar one day. Do you know what I mean? And that's and that's cool. Um and she's also changed the sound a lot. Like I didn't know there's two versions of um what is the song? It's a song about women near the end of the album. It's so fucking good. I uh, need to get it. It's not feet, don't fail. Power. Power, Power. yes. There's two versions of power. If you go on YouTube, the first one is a very much R and B type of beat, and then she kind of changed it. Mm. So, I think with the UK, I think UK people are more, they're more willing to blend genres than R. Um, like for example, Sam Walker's not going to go on like a pop rock type of record. She's not. Yeah. She's not going to do that. Or neither is Scissor or stuff like that. Whereas I think that's maybe the confusion that we get with a lot of the singers because a lot of singers we have here, they're not just. R&B singers so then when you look at UK R&B some people be like oh there's not even that many but then you know what I mean it's not yeah, like it's a yeah, it's yeah. not like it's, it's not like it's like a neat bucket um, another example is um, Hope Tarder right yeah, Hope Tarder is yeah, very sure. again very indie but but then she made a song with Armine and it was very R&B and it was like and that's one of the biggest singles so when you go to Hope Tarder you're like oh my gosh R&B artist I was like is it like is it like you know it's kind of hard I think I think this is the problem we have right because we don't have a lot of... Okay, in the sense of what people are saying, because I'm trying to, I'm not trying to shit on the fan perspective, but I think in terms of core R&B, like pure, maybe that circle is small. But in terms of how many people dabble in R&B, I think we have enough. I think this, mm. I think this is the distinction. This is the distinction, yeah. But what I think that's... Think? A, that's. I think what we're definitely saying, though, is that there's mm-hmm. a strength in the variation. There's a strength in the... Oh, 100%, yeah. In the UK scene, because there's so many influences. And, and like, that's mm-hmm. what R&B is that's what it's always been <laughs> like mm-hmm. like just because you know the r&b of the 90s and and the <laughs> early nor like the early kind of noughties mm-hmm. was you know synonymous with more of the kind of soul element and more of the like um you know the influence of like the stevie wonders of the like the great like ballad mm-hmm. 
kind of artists of that time. Um, there's definitely strength today in the artists like Joy Crooks you've mentioned that like the huge amount of jazz influence that there is on her music mm-hmm. um, and artists that incorporate like indie pop elements, artists that, you know, like that's, that's definitely what we're saying is that, mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. those kind of blurred lines and like, and the kind of like great, what great phrase here, cross pollination between genres okay. Um, is saving that one yeah, nice. oh, yeah I've had that I wake up every day with a couple of words to, uh, to drop <laughs> nice. in that was one of them um, that's definitely a strength yeah yeah um, for sure and from I guess from the list that we've got here of you know this kind of newer talent are there any other artists that kind of stick out in, um, in terms of that genre blending a Jeremy for sure I think she's for sure like I mean there's no it's all in pure R&B you can't deny yeah. this one she's experimental for sure she gives me big like early fk twigs type of vibes but i think she's so talented um mm. like ridiculously talented because i think her ability to do traditional r&b so if you listen to a song like often enough it's a color show you can go check that out it's like yeah she can just do pure r&b but then her other songs like jet set or mm. um what was the other one that kation other shouted out make it up to me or Mansur's mm. interlude, or yeah. you know stuff like that, or even Half Crazy is like yeah. yeah, Half Crazy is quite traditional. But she, yeah. she, if you listen to um her EP for you, that's uh-huh. so different. That is like you like what the fuck is this? And I think someone like her is like in terms of um mm. talents. I think yeah, should definitely get more. I mean, she hasn't she hasn't dropped in a while, so fair. But she definitely should get more of a push in the in the coming years. I mean, we do have it. Um, also, uh, Jack James as well. I know a lot of the oh, meme yeah. is like. The, the whole meme is like, um, oh, sounds like, um, he sounds like, um, Frank Ocean or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But sound like Frank Ocean is not a bad thing. I mean, Lucky Day sounds like Frank Ocean or some yeah. sort. Not so everyone can pull it off. Fine. Exactly. And, so, and make good music at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I think in terms of pure R&B, we have enough. So yeah, it's also interesting Nader Harnett, Jack James, um, Jazz Karis, of course. Also, that's, that's what I like artists just yeah. last, we know, week before last. Um, Ego Bella. Like, Ego LeMay very soulful yeah, yeah very. very soulful been around for a while so th- I think even then so that's why it's kind of hard because like, I feel like there's been enough even within like the pure sector army of soul for you to be like okay we're in a good spot are they superstars now no but what how much work have they put out to justify that pedigree that's the question you gotta give yourself yeah you know I mean you just gotta give it time yeah but I think the crop is definitely good for whenever it's time to harvest yeah Definitely. Well, is there any, that's, any that's that you wish shout out? Be like, yeah, that's a lovely analogy. It was. Um, it was. Any other artists to shout out? I think I think we mentioned. Oh, that like you personally like hit out on like yeah. Ooh, um are there I any mean, that particularly catch your eye? Like, oh yeah, mm. like it's too late to say Joy Kurtz because I mean she's already out there. Um, but from the yeah. list, I yeah, think no, you've put, you, yeah, yeah. From the list, I mean Amalu also is kind of already. She's I mean she was in a lot of people's like year end lists. Like she's. Oh yeah, didn't Massive. Drake like poster or something? In terms of sorry, yeah, Drake posted it on his Instagram. I think something like that in like twenty twenty. Yeah, something. I think that's about how a lot of people found out about her. Yeah. yeah, but I think she's probably more. I see from this group. I think Amalu. Um, I'd say maybe Joy Crooks and Bella as the three mm-hmm. from this kind of list, and obviously Rachel Chinnery too. I think mm-hmm. those four. I think are definitely ones to to watch the most i mean pip malay has been around i think longer than a lot of these artists yeah i could be wrong mm-hmm. but i do remember hearing i think so hearing and being aware of her a lot earlier 
Um, and, you know, she's got her niche. Um, I think mm. I'm trying to remember when the first time I heard it. But, I mean, she's been around for, like, at least four or five years now. So, um, mm-hmm. she's and it says her first project came out 2018. Yeah, so, yeah, four years. Well, um, first single, yeah. Yeah, four yeah. years, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. So, around a similar time. But, yeah, yeah for sure. Sure. So, I think those are definitely artists mm. to keep an eye on. Um, and I'm sure there are a couple more we haven't mentioned necessarily. But, again, that's mm. where we... We put the little citation at the bottom and say Spotlight Series mm-hmm. 2022. Go check it out. Um, yeah, a lot of these are having come out Spotlight Series. That's funny. Uh, I mean, obviously, Bella's dropping soon. Uh, Rachel Chenerebe is dropping Friday. She's dropping an EP. Um, go and check that out. Go cop that, stream that. She's performing in London next Tuesday, if you want to go and see that. Support local. Support, support the local Croydonians. That is actually a word, Croydonians. Is it? Yeah, Croydonians. Mad. Yeah, it actually is. Set it up, set it up. But yeah, so go and support that. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's just, it's just going to give time. Mm. I think in terms of, just kind of round us out, my question to you is, in terms of the sound, mm. do you think, are we, because it feels like we're at a crossroads now because you've got a lot mm. of people who like the whole thing of like the cardboard box stuff and I think it's cool like don't get me wrong I think people went way too hard on the single personally but you know it's what it is but but across the way a lot of people want that sound to come back mm. however this whole new crop of UK R&B I won't even call it experimental because I think UK R&B has a distinct sound compared to American R&B that's why I call it experimental but like I feel like there is a distinct kind of like, for example, I can correlate, like, a Bella and a, a Jeremy and Jim Legacy mm. together. I can see that. But I don't think they're like Americans. Do you? So, I'm saying, in terms of UK R&B, which direction do you think it's going to go? Do you think it's going to go back to the more traditional, like, flow type of thing? Or do you think we're going to just see more prominent artists from the more underground side come up? Ooh, that's a good question. I think, mm. I think the way we're going is good, and I think it will continue in terms of, like, these artists are just going to appear and we're going to like slowly see an output and then the good will kind of separate from the bad. I don't, I think the flow thing was like a, of course it got the streams and they're kind of like using, like we said, you know, using the, was it, was it TikTok or was it just a YouTube video that, uh, TikTok again, that, I mean, that perfect example of what we talked about earlier, like of, of using, um, who did we talk about when we said, oh, groups, sorry that groups haven't really been able to like flourish today. We don't really yeah. see any because there's not really an archetype of like, how do groups yeah. navigate 21st century internet, right? Like how do they yeah. become successful um, when, you know, si- like just singular artists can sing a song in their room and it can take off. Um, so I think mm. flow, I think it's a one-off. I think they're good. They can harmonize. That's great. Mm. They can sing. Yeah. So can a lot of people. Um, so I think unless there's actually substance yeah, that's and the yeah. a project that comes mm. out, then, you know, it could just be a one hit wonder. I mean, you know, great for them that they mm. can sing and they've got this spotlight on them. Um, but do they have our spotlight yet? No. We'll see. Remains to be seen. I do get you. I do think what they have is like, yeah, you've got talent, but like we've kind of looped back before, how far does, how far does talent go? You know? So... I mean, I think the real test would be what what they drop next, you know? Because <laughs> it has to be something solid. Because, yeah, everyone likes a little nostalgia thing now. But then over they a course do. of an EP, how many people are going to mm. F with it and stuff like that? Um, there was also that Nipper guy that came up for a little bit that people right. liked. Um, he had that little EP. It was okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I think there's, I think, I think what's interesting, we have so many directions you can go in because I even completely mm. forgot because you got this thing they call like wave, right? Actually, no, I'm yeah. not going to include that because I can't really say M. Hunter was R&B. So I actually, I can't in good no, faith include that. But yeah, but I don't think it's fully gone. I think even traditionally, I think you can still have it. I just, we're not going to go back to like singing in the rain, R&B. Yeah. Like, I think that's the thing people need to let go. We're that's... not going to get like Chris Brown type artists dropping in 2022. Like the genre has aged like 16 years since then. Yeah. Like, let it go. I like, mean, we've grown issue. up. Like yeah. that was, you know, we didn't listen yeah. to that when we were <laughs> yeah. like kids as in most of us consumed that as teenagers looking back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... It's 2022, bro. This is like this is our crop. Like this is our generation, and this Mm -hmm. is the music. So the sound has to evolve. Like it has to evolve. Like it's just no one's gonna do that. So I think there's still a market for it. Obviously, Cleo Soul's mother's very like soulful, Mm. as as the title suggests. Rose in the Dark was very R and B, but it's different. Do I mean Mm. it's this? The sound is different, and that's absolutely fine. I don't think you know is. I think we're just at that phase now where yeah. Similar to hip hop, R&B is old enough where people are just like, "Oh, this isn't real R&B." Where it's like, "No, yeah. it's absolutely is real R&B. You just need to accept it now." It's like a, we're, at, we're in like a denial phase. I feel. I think yeah, denial's the first form of acceptance, though. Yeah, That's what I'm told. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that kind of rounds us out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we're massive advocates, uh, torchbearers for for like UK R&B um, specifically. Um, and I mean, we've mentioned the playlist so many times, but we can't recommend those artists that we talk about enough. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, you can do no wrong in checking out, you know, the Amalu, the Bella, all of these artists, and you'll probably find something you like. And you might find something that, you know, like, oh, didn't, didn't know this was this was R&B or like, oh, this mm-hmm. is kind of funky. Um, so definitely check that playlist out. Um Hey, we, just as a reminder, because we always do this, there will be a question in the episode. So scroll down. It's it, 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 right there. Boom. So there's a question. Don't know what the question is yet. It could be something like, you know, what's an artist that you feel like, you know, needs to be talked about more? Or is there an artist that, is, you know, bends the lines of R&B? There'll be a question there. Go and answer that. Go, go tell a friend to answer that. Yeah. Come back to us. Lovely. No worries. Um, but yeah, do answer <laughs> that. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. As always, you can find our hilarious tweets sometimes we have polls um we used to have we used to have memes maybe we'll bring that back but you can find I think that we on, should. I think, it's I think we should yeah mm-hmm. you can find all of that on instagram at vinyl collective pod you can find it on twitter at tvc pod and as we said at the beginning of the episode we're not joking please do give us a review please do share um it is massively helpful um just in terms of getting the show out there um sharing with more people um i think our aim is to get 50 countries i'm not sure if we're there yet but mm-hmm. um we're almost there so yeah we'd, we'd love to reach the half century before the century episode um yes so yeah all that is left to do is announce that once again 82 episodes in we're going to do another now and then 2022 Every week, we haven't missed a beat. Includes entries from all your faves. So if you you have a friend, 
or you know maybe a guy you fancy came on the episodes or oh he has songs there as well you know try and try and get into his head but oh my gosh i love this song too oh gosh we're so connected or maybe there's a girl you fancy as well but same thing same same process right? just don't be a creep but yeah we have that there it's all the spotlight series players every guest we have on has an entry there i think every single one right yeah don't think anyone's actually fucked up the base and just said no i'm not gonna give you a song why does someone does that what, what do we even do we just rips a, a hole in the space time continuum we're just like oh can you give us a couple songs please like Actually, no, don't, no. Want, don't want to do that. <laughs> we, we haven't got there yet. But anyways, yeah, as John said, now and then playlist, a more trendy song. We have two playlists, we have 2022, because yep. what's going to happen as you, you know, young motherfucker, or maybe you're our age, what's going to happen to you at one point, or your now songs, your trendy songs now are going to become old and you're going to become the fucking boomer. So now we do That's now true. and then by year. So... One twenty twenty two. You're gonna go there. You're gonna go on Spotify. You're gonna see now and then twenty twenty two because we can't have now and then and it's like six years worth of content. That does not make any sense. Anyways, I'll give two songs. John's gonna give two songs. I'll go first. I don't mind. My then song is Jeezy. Song from Jeezy. Oof. You know, yeah, throwback. Who expected that? And it's featuring Jay Z, and it's called. I think it's called Have It All. I believe so. Why the fuck can I not find it now? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, does it have it all? Yeah, no, Go Crazy. Go Crazy remix. Jeezy, Jay-Z, 2005. Go listen to your boys. My now song is Up by Kota the Friend. Good song. Shout out to Kota. Always puts out good music. Go and stream him. Go and cop that. What are your picks, John? Cool. So my now song uh, is... I don't think we had it on the old playlist. Um, It is Fire and Brimstone by Getz. Okay, nice. Uh, and my song. then song is Tupac, Me and My Girlfriend. Damn. <laughs> Random ass song. No, it's Jesus. not. It's, it's very relevant because we reviewed Ramona Park Broke My Heart the other day. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yeah, yes. As, That's absolutely true. Yeah, thank you very much. It's a great song. Um, anyway. It's Mac, it's Mac, it's the Duncan Minaj, the one that has, um, Come With Me, it does, not it? Bagger. <laughs> Bagger. I lo- it's Hail Mary isn't it it's called yeah it? Hail Mary banger yeah. oh my god that's one of my favourite two part songs ever so yeah go, go stream that go, go and cop that as well yeah toss it up oh, Life is Outlaw so many good <laughs> tracks on that album anyway mm-hmm. uh, do give that playlist a follow uh, mm-hmm. we'll be posting it on all of our socials mm-hmm. and we'll see you again next week to review uh, a little a little someone a little someone called Kendrick Lamar sit tight guys it's coming it's only one week relax it's okay see you guys then peace Thank <laughs> you.